Happy New Year, everyone. 2017. Woo! It's awesome. Who in here has got some resolutions you're working on? Yeah, who, who's all going to the gym? Who's like, this is your time, your year? Man, the gym's crazy now, right? Have you seen the gym? It is insane. I actually didn't make it into the gym this morning. That makes it four years still since I've made it. <clears throat> but waiting to get back on there. And instead of talking about New Year's resolutions, though some of you guys have them, what I want to talk to you tonight is about dreams. Each year, I believe that God gives a certain word for Epic and for this community. And this year, I believe the word for our our community is to pursue dreams. Notice I didn't say pursue goals, pursue resolutions, but to pursue dreams. But it's January, it's 2017, it's the New Year, why not resolutions? Here's why, is that resolutions are the cheap counterfeit to dreams. New Year's resolutions are the cheap counterfeit to dreams. And many of us have actually given up on dreams and preferred resolutions, and resolutions just become watered-down dreams that have been given up that become attainable. And I'm here to tell you that God is actually not interested in your New Year's resolution for two reasons. First, the Bible says that we go from glory to glory, not from resolution to resolution. (laughs) That in your converted, transformed state in the kingdom, you are in a continual state of glory to glory. Jesus doesn't wait till January to have you get better. He is continually mindful that you are moving from glory to glory in the kingdom and you're in this continual state of progression. And it'd be silly of us to wait till January every single year to have our growth and transformation. The second is that most resolutions are confined to what you're already capable of. Most resolutions are confined to what you're already capable of. In other words, Resolutions are always according to the degree of your ability, not according to the measure of your faith. And when it comes down to it, a resolution is a measurement of actually willpower. If you want to be spiritual, you should be avoiding resolutions because resolutions have nothing to do with faith. They have everything to do with willpower. It takes zero faith to go to the gym. It takes zero faith to get up early in the morning. It takes zero faith to not eat a tub of ice cream before you go to bed. (laughs) And God is not interested in things that require zero faith. Because things that have a zero requirement for faith means that God is not invited. There's actually no room for him. Resolutions create a world limited to self-sufficient goal-making but God has bigger ideas for us. He's not interested in things that do not require faith. He is inviting us to dream. Not to have resolutions, but to dream. Yes, be awesome. Improve, grow, seek progression, but don't forget to be intentional about dreams. Because everybody makes resolutions. 
That's the trendy thing to do. Everyone does it, but I believe that fewer and fewer people are actually practicing the habit of building dreams. And perhaps we make New Year's resolutions because we don't want to risk the hope that is incorporated with dreams. See, resolutions are actually really safe. No one's risking anything with their New Year's resolution. They're calculated. They're precise. And New Year's resolutions are designed intentionally to be small enough in order to protect you from disappointment. Do you dream? No, I do New Year's resolutions. Why? It's because your New Year's resolutions, your desires and goals for the year They are artificially small to protect you from having hope disappointed. And resolutions are intentionally small so we avoid disappointment for the exact reason, the exact proof of this is that when you give up on your New Year's resolution in three weeks, no one notices. You know how I know that no one in this room is putting all their hopes and dreams on their New Year's resolutions because when you give up on it eventually, no one notices. And actually, you, you don't either. But resolutions actually do something harmful. They allow us to practice putting our hope into small, attainable ideas. And this practice actually teaches us not to dream. You want to learn how to not dream any big ideas, just keep making small New Year's resolutions. Because resolutions, when they are a high enough dose, you begin to stop dreaming. Because what it does is it teaches you to lower your standard of expectation for yourself. See, a dream has an expectation up here, but a resolution has something that's calculated, something I can do, something that's according to my willpower. And a resolution never exceeds beyond your expectations for yourself. You never make a New Year's resolution and say, this is impossible for me. You always craft your resolutions according to what you know you can pull off. But dreams, on the other hand, they're designed to exceed your expectation for yourself. Now, this is not just a talk about resolution bashing. Well, it sounds like it. I just want to expose for you the counterfeit nature that resolutions have and the cancer that it is actually to fruitful dreaming because dreams are significant. Dreams, by definition, are based in hope. They're not calculated expectations, but they inspire hope. They demand action, and they're contagious all because they are, A, they're bigger than us, and, two, they require faith. Why are dreams better than resolutions? Because one, they're bigger than us, and two, requires faith. But most importantly, dreams and visions are the language of the Holy Spirit. You want to know why God is concerned more about you dreaming than having a New Year's resolution? Because God doesn't speak to you through New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Acts 2 17 says this, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. It's interesting, this mentions old men will dream dreams, meaning that sometimes, you're, well, you're just never too old to dream. How about that? 
that God can bring forth dreams that were lost and forgotten, that he can bring forth and bring them new life. It doesn't say that God in his last days will speak to you through going to the gym and having a great New Year's resolution and cutting those 10 pounds you've been trying to lose. But God speaks through dreams, visions, and the prophetic. Those are the things that God releases, and he releases it into the form of the desires into our hearts of the people. How does God release his desires into his people? He releases them through dreams, visions, and prophecy. The prophetic anointing, if you've been around with us for a while, we have another term for it. We also call it like a heart revealer anointing. Because the prophetic is not just about, you know, saying what's going to happen. That's not prophetic at all. The prophetic is actually about revealing God's heart for you. The prophetic is about really revealing God's heart for the situation. When you have someone who's tapped into the anointing of the prophetic, what they're doing is they're actually unveiling what God thinks and feels and sees for the situation, including yourself. So when we dream and have visions and prophesy, there it is, we are participating in the creative process of what God wants to produce in us. It's far better than resolutions. How many know that God is a creative God? And you are the manifestation of his creativity. You are God's greatest idea ever. You are God's greatest dream come true. You are God's vision manifest. You are his greatest vision he's ever had in real life at this moment. And he made you in his image. If God's a creative God, then you're a creative being. And be like, well, I'm not creative at all. Yeah, you are. <laughs> if you are created in the image of God, that means that inside your DNA is the capacity and the desire and the calling to bring ideas to life. You're going to be most like God is that you take ideas and you make them happen. You have dreams and you bring them forth. It's within God's nature to take dreams and vision and breathe life into them. And so as part of his nature, as who we are, that's our role and responsibility is to heed that role and that calling to do the same. Because God didn't stop creating after creation. You guys know that? God isn't like, glad that's over. (laughs) Said God rested for how many days? One. Why is it significant that it mentions that he rested for one day? Because he got back to creating. God's not on like permanent sabbatical. He created you. He created you in his image. And he created you to be creative. No matter what you feel about yourself, you are a creative being. Because you're made in his image. So how is God continuing to create in this day and age, in this time after creation? He does it through you. God expresses his creativity on earth right now through you. Now let me connect these dots for you. The language of the Holy Spirit is dreams, visions, and the prophetic, releasing his desires into the heart of this people, expressing his creativity through you, and in that it is in your DNA to have dreams and visions and bring them to life. And when we connect all those dots, we we discover this radical truth that's behind all this is that dreaming is the co-creation with God. far better than resolutions. Dreaming is the co-creation process with God. 
He's co-creating with you on earth. You know, 1 Corinthians 3.9 says that we are co-laborers with Christ. You know, there's no Bible passage that says just sit back and let God be God. You know, that's not in the Bible. It's a complete fabrication of our modern theology. We're not supposed to sit back and let God be God. We're actually supposed to like stand up because God is within us. And if we want to see God move, that means I move my butt. If I want to see God feed the homeless, that means I need to get myself out and, and start feeding the homeless. It doesn't mean I pray for food to drop from heaven. It means that Christ is living in me. The Holy Spirit is my empower, and I am a Holy Spirit-empowered superhero residing on earth, bringing change to the world. I'm not a sinner saved by grace waiting to go to heaven. Amen. So the work that God wants to do in creating on earth, he's going to do it through you. You're exceptionally equipped because you're made in his image to do that. And God has ideas, visions, and dreams that he brings forth in you through the process of dreaming and having visions. Now you might say, wait, hold on a second. I have like not kingdom dreams. I don't have God-based dreams. Because I like, I hear some of you saying like in your mind, like, well, wait, like if you're like me, like I have dreams of dirt bikes, cars, beach houses, hot air balloons in Africa, private island vacations. Like those are the dreams that are running through my mind. Exactly. Exactly. Pursue those dreams. You guys just got scared. Look at you. <laughs> you are not expecting that. Here is why is that we need to know that by learning and pursuing and realizing our own dreams, we become equipped to pursue and realize his. I don't care what your dream is. But when God places thought, Psalm 37.4, he gives you the desires of your heart. That's interesting. He gives you the desires of your heart. We sing these songs like, all I want is you. Sometimes all I want is like a cup of coffee. You know, like, we get so concerned that our hearts and our minds would just be only about him, but sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's not. And we feel guilty. And we get stressed out that we have these desires for other things that seem selfish and they seem worldly. And I say, have those dreams, memorialize them, chase them, pursue them. But our problem in this is that we feel guilty about that. We're ashamed of it. It's actually time for Christians to stop apologizing for the dreams that they have birthing in them. It's not a sin to have a dream. Like my daughter's never asked for a toy. I'm like, how dare you? (laughs) It has been crossed my mind. I'm not threatened by my daughter's dreams. But some of us dream as if we're like we're offending God. You know, like you're like, I, w- I would dream for a Tesla, but I guess a Camry probably would do, you know, like. And we recoil back because we don't want to dream too big and too worldly that God would ever rebuke us. And so many of us were afraid to actually dream. We're actually afraid to say what's in our hearts. We're actually afraid that what is in our hearts and what we desire actually something other than God, and we're afraid to admit it. I want to liberate you from that. It's a funny thing my daughter. I'm going to entertain her needs, like her desires, her dreams, like ask daddy anything, anything, and like pursuing and just championing her dreaming of herself and, and the dreaming and the desires that she has. And you know what's a funny thing that happens? 
as I begin to help fulfill her dreams and desires, she begins to take on mine. It's the most radical thing ever. We, like usual, say, like, oh, we don't tell secrets, you know, whatever, like, and just, you know, because she's with other kids, and like, you know, secret, secret, secret. And so, and it was like, no, we, we tell the truth. We have the most honest toddler that has ever been created. It's crazy. But we were up in, in Portland a couple weeks ago, and my mom is like, come on, Scarlett, I have a secret I want to show you. And she's like, we don't tell secrets in this family. <laughs> I was like, what? We're like, oh, yeah. And she's like, she's adopted the desires and the hearts of me and Camille. It's this beautiful thing. I've never tried to tell her, you need to have my desires. What I'm doing is I'm championing her desires, and by nature, she's adopting mine. This radical theology lesson I'm getting from my daughter. But so many times, we're afraid to reveal what we actually want, and we're afraid to memorialize it because we're, we're afraid that, that God's in competition with them. And now, God doesn't want you to be corroded by materialism. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say, like, be of the world. I'm just saying, don't be afraid of what's already in your heart. God's not trying to make you a, a jerk, but I'm just saying that, that God is like, he wants you to be in a dreaming process because he has dreams for you that he wants to see fulfilled through you. But it requires that you participate in the dreaming process. For me, I've had this long dream. This is a bottle of sand that I collected 14 years ago. It's when I was engaged. I was still in Santa Barbara. Camille was in grad school at UC Davis. She's a year out of me. And I sent this to her for Valentine's Day after we were graduated, or after, um, after she was graduated, but I was still there. And I sent it to her, and this is like a promise. Like, one day, we're going to have a beach house. One day, I've been carrying this around for almost 15 years. There's a little cork, it has like EK plus CW. And it's this dream, but I was like ashamed of it. It's like for a long time, it's like, oh, I feel so ashamed, you know? And it's like, I didn't want to tell anybody, but I, I keep this next to my bed every single night. It's this treasure for me. It's like, I'm not afraid of this. Now, I used to be. But I say this to help bring you to light, to say that actually the things that creep on the edges of your heart that you actually want to experience, that you actually want to bring to light, God is not afraid of them. He's not afraid of whatever request you can ask and whatever you can dream. Because when you learn to develop, chase, and capture your own dreams, you are laying down the tracks that tells God that his dreams can be channeled through you. There's a reason that I'm dreaming for a big beach house with an amazing view. It's because that is laying down the train tracks for God to accomplish bigger dreams that he has through me. If I don't have the faith for something that's just completely crazy to me, how can I have the faith to dream for something that's crazy to God? And so in the outrageous nature of my dreams, I'm actually finding myself actually dreaming bigger dreams with God because I'm not afraid of dreaming the big dreams for myself. But having your own dreams fulfilled is practice for having his dreams fulfilled through you. Fulfilling dreams is hard. That's why having dreams and pursuing them is important. It trains us to see something in our heart and then make it a reality. Why would God want you to have and pursue 
dreams that seem silly, that seem materialistic, that seem worldly, because God is watching what you do with your dreams so that he can see if he can entrust you with his. Why does God care that you fulfill and chase your dreams? It's because he wants to see you fulfill and chase his. Do you remember the story of the ten mina? Luke 19, it's different than the parable of the ten talents, so they're similar in some regards. Ten mina, you have ten servants, they each get one mina. One mina equals about $16. And the master gives ten servants, one mina each. And says, I'm going to come back. And when I come back, I want to hear what you've done with them. And you kind of know the story that the first servant, he came back and he took one mina and converted it to ten. He basically took... $20 and basically made it $200. We're talking small peanuts, right? And you know what the master's response was? He says, you gave me 10 mina back, I'm going to give you 10 cities. 10 cities. You took something so small and insignificant and you brought a stewardship and a faithfulness to it and now I can entrust you to something that really matters. The only servants who didn't get any cities were the ones who were too afraid of what they had. The only servants who didn't get any cities were the ones that were too afraid of the little things they had. If you're not dreaming with God, it might be because you're not dreaming for yourself. God's looking at your dreams and who you are and what is in your heart and seeing, will you even fulfill the things that are in your heart so that you would actually be entrusted with the things that are in my heart? Dreams are like the mina. It's not about the mina. It's not about the dirt bike, the beach house. It's not about the cars. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about the stewardship and the faithfulness of the small things that leads God to entrust us with the bigger things. Don't confuse me. I'm not elevating the beach house. I'm just saying the beach house is the biggest dream. I know how to dream right now, and I'm going after it with everything. <laughs> Why? Because if I can pursue the biggest dream of my life, then I know that God can entrust me with the biggest dream he sees fit for me. If I don't have faith for a dream house, what am I doing? Why would God entrust to me any big ideas if I don't have the faith to believe for big ideas for myself? Do you notice that David killed a lion and a bear in private before he slayed a giant in front of a nation? David wasn't like, no, 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 lion, bear, come on, bring me something else. He was faithful. He stewarded what the opportunity had. And, and what, what God is, he unlocked promotion from the stewardship of a little bit. And I think big dreams of God are actually unlocked by our stewardship of these smaller opportunities. I have a desire to preach. You know, many of you guys love to teach and preach and probably all the same things. Now, the desire in this, this case is like, God, give me a stadium of 10,000 people. But we're unwilling to host a Bible study of 10 people. Why would God give us a stadium of 10,000 people when we refuse to lead a study with 10 but having our own dreams and pursuing them are these small examples of what we're capable of so that when we put our hearts toward the kingdom, God can trust us to fulfill. Meaning, how can you dream and contend for God's ideas, which are huge, if you don't have the faith to pursue your own, which are small by comparison? You think God's intimidated by a beach house? 
But don't have a dream to win a city for God if you can't dream for yourself to win a scholarship. Don't dream with God to have a global influence if you don't have a dream to have an influence in your own city. It's funny when you ask some people like, I do this all the time, I've stopped because this never works out well. What are your dreams? Like what is your greatest dreams of your life? Like what are the things you're passionate about? I said this guy, this guy this, today, what are you passionate about? You know, and like expecting this great answer. And it's like, I don't know, I'm just, you know. Hmm. Oh, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> well, what are your dreams for God and the kingdom? Exact same response. I don't know. Maybe make people suck less. I don't know. Something like that. And you get these blank stares. If you want awkward silence, just ask people what their greatest dream of their life is. You want even more awkward silence, just ask them what their greatest dream for the kingdom is. And I believe that your inability to dream for yourself leads to the inability to dream with God. Your inability to dream for yourself leads to the inability to dream with God. That's why I say to the dirt bike, to the car, to the beach house, to the private island vacation, amen. Because I'm not focused on the goal, I'm actually focused on the process that releases me to actually have dreams in the kingdom to see them fulfilled. Because if you can't dream for yourself, how on earth will you be able to dream for God? You don't even know what it's like. And you will digress in the small thinking that resolutions produce. You will think of the kingdom in small, attainable increments of improvement. Like, my dreams for the kingdom is that we have a few more people, or that a few more people get saved, or that we'll have a nice Bible study, or that I'll not drink as much alcohol. When you have no dreams for yourself, you actually have no dreams for the kingdom. And when you have small dreams for yourself, you have small dreams for the kingdom as well. You don't ever see those things out of proportion from each other. And those ideas, they're not even ideas that God needs or wants or has for you. He's like, really? To just not overdrink and overeat? That's the best you can dream with me? But God is interested in having dreams with you that are bigger than you and that require faith. Things that have never been done before. That's what I like. That's what I'm interested. It's like, I always usually thought like I'm a nonconformist. And you can say, sit in that chair. And I'm like, I'll sit in the other one. You know, like... There's just something about me, and there's like almost this tendency to call it rebellion. I just want to do things that have never been done before. I just want to do things that have never been done before, and it feels like that's the essence of how God made me to dream with him. Because having big dreams of your own are important to the kingdom. Because the dream to build your own home has the same ingredients in order to have a dream to rebuild a village. The dream to become a powerful executive is the same ingredients it takes to have a dream to break generational poverty. The dream to vacation across the world is the same ingredients it takes to bring the gospel to cultures that have never heard the name of Jesus. Dreams inspire you to do great things. They practice us to be prepared for what God would want to do for me. It's kind of like this lost leader that God is like tricking us into our own dreams that we'd be equipped to fulfill his. It's the greatest thing on earth. And that through the dreams, we build that practice to say, God, what is the biggest thing that you can think of? And I want to be invited. Because I took that one little dream 
and I stepped through it and it came to pass. I'm ready for the next one. The thing about fulfilling one dream, it leads to another one and leads to another one and leads to another one. It's crazy the dreams that I've had, especially for this ministry, that as I look back over the years that have come to pass. And I feel like with each fulfillment, the next one gets even bigger. What are your dreams? Do you even dream? Are you afraid to like be disappointed and so therefore we never expect anything? There's this old Simpson quote that says, aim low, aim so low that if you fail, no one even notices. That's the spirit. (laughs) But that is the temperature of our culture. It's to not dream big dreams. Like if your dreams are gonna fail, let them fail because they were actually too big. Not because they weren't big enough and that you didn't believe in yourself to see them come to pass. But have you ever written your dreams down? Have you ever tracked their progress? Have you ever shared them with anyone? Have you ever browsed someone else's dreams? Most of you probably not. Why? Because we're not intentional about it. We're afraid of it. We've replaced them with resolutions and goals and to-dos. And we don't know where to put them. Like to dream and have a dream list feels very pretentious. But wouldn't it be awesome if there's like a digital home for your dreams? We can not only like keep track and record and journal against your dreams, we actually could like follow the progress of other people's dreams and maybe be inspired by other people's dreams. Or when someone accomplishes a dream, celebrate it and share it and, and praise it and bring other people in a community that are all excited about what God is doing in their hearts and, and championing them on to see them fulfilled. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm so glad you said that. You know, so those who have never met me, um, I use software for a living. <laughs> and nine years ago, our very first little project, I think we have like five or six of these now, uh, that we build for you guys. And it was called Dream Manager, and this was nine or eight years ago. And just a little simple journal to help track and record your dreams. And so we have the brand new spanking, amazing version to launch for you guys tonight. So the web address is dreammanager.org. And here's a challenge. Here's what I'll leave you guys with. I'm going to show you a couple of screenshots here in a second. Can you even dream a hundred dreams? I don't think you can. It is really, really hard. You'd be like, boom, one, two, three, four, seven, eight, 12, 16, 17. Oh, man. You're going to get to 20 and be like, I have no idea how to do this. How outrageous is it that we can't even get to 25 dreams? It's insane. If you want to have a reality check of your heart once you believe about yourself, try and write 100 dreams for yourself. So there's the address. Let me briefly take you through some of the screens you'll see. On the landing page, go to the screenshot number one, 100 dream challenge. Can you do it? All you do is tap the button, Next screen. There it is. Beautiful design, huh? That designer needs a raise. (laughs) Simple place to type them in. Categories for you. Personal, professional, material, travel, financial, adventure. By default, all of your dreams you register here are private. But you can toggle them on 
and share them with other people. Next screen. And you get to develop a dream board. They can share with anybody. Here's just some of my dreams. This is crazy. Host a Kim Walker event. I was like browsing my old dreams. I was like, we did that like three years ago. It was amazing. Take our software company abroad for a month. I've done it two years already. It's, it's like these dreams that I memorialized before, I didn't even realize I even fulfilled them. But there's something about being in a discipline to write and record your dreams. Almost like your spirit says, I'm going to do it regardless if you're thinking about it. And so you can have all sorts of different things in here. And when you make a dream public, it goes into a public board. And here's what's awesome is that if you're having a hard time getting into 100 by yourself, you can browse other people's. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> and so each dream has a space, has a page. Next one. There's one that's still unfulfilled. Meet Michael Jordan one day. And you can like, you can share. You also, if you notice that button on the top, you can add it to your own list. You're like, good idea. Yoink. <laughs> now, only browse other people's dreams when you've given up on your own. <laughs> Don't get to the 100 dreams by cheating and just copying everything on there. But you can not only save your dream, you can like it, you can share it, you can comment on it, you can subscribe. So if Eugene has a brand new dream to do a tour someplace, I can subscribe to his pursuit of that. And he can add updates. He can report it. And when he fulfills that dream, I get a notification and then you get to see the fulfilled dream screen that then allows you to celebrate a dream fulfilled. Not only share and like and promote it, but celebrate it with them. This is for you guys. I want you to know that I'm serious about the kingdom. I know I'm joking about dirt bikes, cars, beach houses, but don't misunderstand. I'm all about the kingdom. But I realize that sometimes I need to develop the muscles within myself to realize that I need to be in a practice of coming with ideas and chasing ideas and fulfilling those ideas so that God sees me as a vessel worthy of having his great ideas channeled through me. And the same is for you. So charge after it. Don't be ashamed of whatever you come up with. Get it on there and chase it and, and pursue it. But I want to challenge you if you can take time to go through this exercise and try and come up with 100 dreams for yourself because... When we pursue dreams, it means that we're advancing. And when you stop dreaming, you stop moving. And God can handle it. God is the only person on earth who will dream with you according to your faith. Every other human being will dream with you according to your ability. God is the only person who will dream with you according to your faith and be able to partner with you with dreams that are bigger than you even think are available for you. Happy New Year. That was such a good message. I, well, first of all, this evening before the service, I was just praying over our service tonight and I just kept hearing the word hope, which is obviously the word even that was written during, painted during worship. And just my prayer is that we all 
just leave tonight feeling this overflowing hope for what this year can hold and how it doesn't matter if last year was a good year or a bad year or even if yesterday was a good day or a bad day because God promises us that not only do we not have to start over, you know, oh, well, next January is starting new. It's actually every morning. It's in the scriptures. Every morning, his mercies are new. And it's so funny to hear this sermon from my perspective because I started dating Eric when I was 21 years old, and I was not a dreamer. I mean, my dreams were always very small because small is very safe and very comfortable. And I like being comfortable. I actually still kind of like being comfortable. And I was very risk adverse. It was kind of, a, I think, a product of my childhood and also just my natural personality. I'm not, wasn't naturally a risk taker. And I was the queen, still kind of am, of the to-do list. Instead of dreaming, I like writing down things I'm going to do today and checking them off. In fact, sometimes I would even write down, some of you will know this, you even write down things you've already done just so you can check them off. <sighs> Feels good. Little victories. And doing these big, wild, scary dreams, uh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to check those off, and that's not a good feeling. And so one of the things that obviously kind of attracted me to Eric but also kind of startled me about him was he didn't have to, he hates lists. He actually hates lists. Learned that the first year of marriage. Hates them. And he doesn't like to check off anything. In fact, I think he always feels good if it's so big, it's like not going to get checked off anytime soon because it's so big. Um, but it was really just kind of shattered my paradigm of what my life could look like because for me, my life had always been planned out as to things that people had told me I probably could do. Like, you're, I was a smart girl in high school. You probably could go to college and do fine. And then in college, I had professors go, well, you know, I think you're better suited for the sciences. You're not that great at English. And so I kind of steered my direction that way. And my life was really being plotted out for myself and by the people around me as to what would be most likely to be achievable. Because, gosh, Failure feels pretty crummy. And I think most of us are scared to dream big because we hate that feeling of not actually achieving those dreams. And we want to be safe because safe is comfortable. But I want to encourage you guys now that I'm in my mid-30s and I feel like I've lived a little bit longer than since I was 21, I've now really come to this profound realization that our time on earth is so limited. And I see people, I now have a lot of friends whose parents have passed or are passing, and I go to those funerals, and I see them weeping, and I realize our lives can stay so small. And then we get to the end, and no one really cares if it's just did these small little things. And I just kind of feel like I walk around with this sense of gravity of God has given us this gift of this one pretty brief life in the big scheme of things. Why not go balls to the wall? Why not do it? And you know, it's, I will say now, like, this is my 13th year being married to Eric. And I will say for a while, I kind of just watched him pursue these dreams. And 
it was really exciting because I also saw some of the big failures and the dreams that didn't happen and how life is just so much more fun and so much more invigorating and so much more life-giving if you're really pursuing those things that are a little risky. And it's so fun, too, to see the people around you that get inspired by you going for those big dreams. And so tonight, I just want to pray over all of us. Heavenly Father, I just want to break off the spirit of fear that anyone in this room may feel that their dreams are just not quite attainable. I just want to break off any sense of hopelessness that what they want for themselves might be good for somebody else, but not for them. I just pray, God, an overflowing of hope, an overflowing of energy, an overflowing of discernment and wisdom as to where to place our time, God. I just pray, Lord, that as we sleep tonight, you whisper to us the dreams you have for us, Father. I pray we wake up feeling anew in the morning, God, that no matter what happened the day before or the night before, God, that you continue to plant new seeds of hope inside of us, God, that you have forgotten the past. And just pray, God, for our futures, Lord. I pray, God, for people in our lives to cross our paths that will build us up, God. I pray for clarity for the things we need to shed from our lives, Father. And I just thank you, God, for this amazing family here tonight, Lord. And I just pray you'll bless everyone as they leave this room tonight. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So if you actually want to work on some of that, Eric's going to talk about the uh, software and kind of walk you through uh, how to do some of that yourself. At our next transformation one-to-one, we originally were planning it for January 26th, and it won't be on that day. It possibly will be the week after or the week after that. But we'll give you a shout. Um, it's just a time to actually activate and put into practice what we talked about. So thank you guys for coming tonight. This is a great way to start the first night. If you'll all stand. I just pray a blessing over you. As a father in the kingdom, I pray a father's blessing over your lives that you would be able to relate with God as a father. To be confident and hopeful, brave and courageous. To reach for more than you can accomplish on your own. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.